Was TV good this summer? I mean, did you like a lot of shows or a few shows? We know a bunch of things got canceled, but that's because of media consolidation. Too many streaming apps and so few dollars for people to spread around between all of them. And can I tell you about my favorite series of the summer? You've probably already watched it. And are streaming apps wasting money on these straight-to-stream movies? I haven't seen a single one that I would have paid to see in the theater. And these budgets seem absolutely insane for the two seconds we pay attention to it on a Friday night. The answers to all of that and more coming up right here on this show. So what did people like this summer? What's on top? Let's talk about it. Well, The Bear over on FX has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. We've got Only Murders in the Building starring Martin Short, Selena Gomez, and Jamie Babbitt. It's about three strangers that share a true crime and suddenly find themselves wrapped up in one. Takes place in an Upper West Side building in New York. And apparently audiences and critics love it over on Hulu. Stranger Things season four. The Old Man is also really popular. This stars Jeff Bridges. It's over on Prime TV and Apple TV. And man, it's about a CIA agent who, well, I won't give it away. Jeff Bridges is really good. Go see it. Better Call Saul. I never dove into that, but people really love it. It's still on, and it's got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Blackbird starring Taron Edrickson over on uh, Apple TV Plus is really good. Uh, Dark Winds over on AMC has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dark Winds, if you're saying, who's that? Uh, It's executive produced by Chris Iyer and George R.R. Martin of Game of Thrones and stars... Zon McLaren and Kiowa Gordon, and it's set in 1971 on a remote post outpost of the Navajo Nation near Monument Valley. And it's about a lieutenant of the tribal police, and there's a, a series of unrelated crimes that he's got to solve. And audiences love it. Critics love it. This show is good. I love me a show with... Um, some indigenous representation. Yay. Uh, Westworld, Umbrella Academy, and Severance rounding out the top 10. Of course, I've seen Westworld. I think this is their last season. Umbrella Academy season three was good. Some folks out there didn't like it. I love it. And again, looks like the critics and uh, most audiences love it as an 86% tomato score and a 76% audience score. Uh, Severance at 97% and 93%. Severance was a little weird in the beginning, but once I got into it, I loved it. Yeah. Peaky Blinders, What We Do in the Shadows, Loki. 
Heartstopper, Yellow Jackets, and Star Trek Strange New Worlds were also rated really high, too. Yeah. So of all the ones I listed, does it sound like we've had a good summer for TV? I would say that is a yes. Okay, before I dive into anything else, I'm going to get right to the meat. Time to try the new sandwiches. Delicious or impressive? Delicious is impressive. Where? Look alive, chef. What might you bring to the beef as a new employee? Your heart. You're going to need brain. Why are you trying to put a t-shirt on a hot dog? It's exposure, baby. Mission accomplished. I loved The Bear. The Bear is about a young chef from the fine dining world who comes back home to Chicago to run his family sandwich shop after a heartbreaking death in the family. A world away from what he's used to, Carmi, played by Jeremy Allen White from Shameless, must balance the soul-crushing realities of small business ownership and his strong-willed and recalcitrant kitchen staff. And he has to deal with strained familial relationships, all while grappling with the impact of his brother's suicide. Who in flashbacks, by the way, is played by one very handsome and it actor right now. As Carmi fights to transform both the shop and himself, he works alongside a rough around the edges kitchen crew that ultimately reveals itself as his chosen family. If you have ever worked in a restaurant, this show will feel so raw, so real, and so gritty to you. The energy, the yelling, you know, the not taking it too personally, the reaching your breaking point when things are not organized, crazy customers, compliant. Yeah, all of those things. There's so many awesome, tender moments in this series that's written so, so well. And it's supposed to be a comedy. I don't think anything about it is funny. Christopher Storer, who is the creator of the series. It's defining roles, right? It's creating a, a better workflow. You're used to that. Uh, it doesn't mean I liked it. It's a start. You, uh, it's, a, it's a mistake. It'll help. It'll create a toxic, hierarchical shit show. What is it now? Uh, a, a shit show, but... I really love... Sydney, the character played by Ayo Edebiri. She is kind. She is patient. She is headstrong. She's a black woman who's a chef in her own right. And she's really here to work with Karn because she believes in him. And I really believe the relationship between these two. And I also believe her dedication to professionalism. You know, I'm really big on diversity in television, and this show isn't an all-white cast with a few folks of color tossed in, right? There's a, a pretty diverse cast here. It also looks like Chicago. You know, one of the awesome, awesome things that I've read in the reviews, consistent things that I've read in the reviews, is that there's so much authenticity to the bear. And to the beef, the restaurant. And if you've lived in Chicago and experienced Chicago and sandwich shops, 
this is what it feels like. Yeah, this relationship is great. I love her character. I'm going to follow her on Instagram now and see what else she's doing. She's great. Ketchup, put your box. I didn't bring ketchup. Why didn't you bring ketchup? What kind of asshole is going to put ketchup on a hot dog? A child, Richie. Child asshole. You're a child asshole. Richie is played by Ebon Moss Bachrock. And he's Carm's cousin. And their relationship is one of those that is not only contentious, but loving. It is one of those where they are all still clearly dealing with the trauma of losing their family member to suicide and Richie feeling sidestepped because Carm's brother did not leave the restaurant to him. The dynamic throughout in this very small space, this close sandwich shop counter space is amazing. And these actors do it and make it seem so easy. And shout out to all of them for these really, really, really close close-ups. I was saying this to a girlfriend of mine who's also now just discovered the series last night. I said, you know, these guys have to be really comfortable with themselves because these close-ups, like extreme close-ups, like, you know, them working, crying, laughing. And, you know, when people have those really emotional moments, not just frustration with work, but with their lives and things that are going on in general that we as characters on the outside are aware of, but maybe their colleagues are not, right? Just like in real life. And you see that hard cry with the snotting and the breathing heavy. Yeah, there are some really impactful and emotional moments. This is A-plus material. If this show doesn't get a damn Emmy... It is so good. I also like the way that they've developed this story so that, you know, the sous chefs and the prep prep cooks and the dessert station, all of these folks are essential to a restaurant. And so their stories aren't really left out. Their feelings aren't really left out. And he makes... The Beef Kitchen staff feel like a team, like a family. There is respect, right? If you notice, they call everybody chef. This series is good. There's so much that happens. I'm excited to know more about the brother's backstory. I'm excited to know more about the family's backstory. And by the way, you know what? I'm not going to give it away. You have to watch the series to find out who the brother is in flashbacks. I do like that actor. I was broke. And I got pretty good at figuring out places to stay. Bro, I'm I'm not homeless. Then what's up with the nest? Oh, I just started sleeping here so I could save time on my commute. I'm just so close to nailing these donuts and they got to be perfect. (laughs) Okay, good. So you're a psychopath. Cool. I just want them to be perfect. 
You want perfection, bro? Start with a shower. That's not that bad. Wait, you used to play for the fucking Cubs? I love all these characters. You know, there are so few TV shows where you actually care what happens to all the characters where everybody is important. In this crew, everyone is important. There's so much happening. It is very frenetically paced. It is highly emotional. So be prepared for that. But it's good. Okay, here's a nugget for you. If you are not sure why this series is called The Bear, I'm going to give it to you. The show is called The Bear because Carm, the main character's last name is Brizado. It's a play on his last name. The more you know. It drove me crazy. I didn't know. I was watching again and again, and then I was looking in Reddit groups. And now we all know. The Bear has already been renewed for a second season over on FX. Congratulations to this whole crew and all the actors. They did a wonderful job. I'm super excited to see what the next season has. All eight episodes are now over on Hulu. You can binge them, which is pretty easy to do right now. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to What's Streaming. My name is Eason, and this is the show where we talk about our favorite things to watch on streaming apps like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV+, HBO Max, and more. And today, we're going to start off by talking about the hottest TV show streaming right now. All right. The top 10 shows on streaming apps are Miss Marvel from Disney+, Stranger Things Season 4 from Netflix, the Boys over on Amazon, The Bear over on FX and Hulu, The Old Man on FX and Hulu, Better Call Saul comes in at number five, also on AMC, Blackbird on Apple TV Plus, Only Murders in the Building over on Hulu, Dark Winds on AMC, The Umbrella Academy season three. Over on Netflix, Obi-Wan on Disney Plus, and Westworld over on HBO Max. Oh, sorry. Molly, you called three times. I'm trying to feed your family. I know. Thank you so much for this. I'm just having a hard time concentrating over here. Any changes with mom? No changes. The doctor says she's stable and resting. How's the retreat? Fine. I guess it's good that I'm here. I'd already missed so much work as is, but honestly, I feel so guilty. Like, East, what if she never wakes up? What if I miss her last moments? Molly, that's not happening. Your mom knows you love her. And your family don't even miss you. Your dad was like, who's Molly? And I was like, your daughter. <laughs> Please, go handle your business. All right, I'll try. Hey, Curtis! I got you the chicken and salmon plate, and I remember the barbecue sauce on the side. Girl, stop trying to fuck my brother. He's married. He has a child. Um, Hey. You know what? Give me a hug before my wife and kids show up. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, you ready? Yeah, I'll be right there. Hey, I gotta go. Curtis has herpes. Bye. You really got herpes? Is that what they call love? Didn't that feel like love? Issa Rae and Yvonne Orgy 
played the hell out of those characters as Issa and Molly. And I'm so saddened that Insecure is no longer on. They ended the series earlier this year. You know, there were so many moments at the end of season, was that five? That were so good. You know, it was nice to see all the growth. And it was nice to see some real issues. Like, you know, all friendships aren't great. You know, aren't a... All friendships aren't, um, you know, fairies and glitter all the time. And so it was nice to see Issa and Molly get back together and rekindle uh, their friendship. It was also nice to see growth among friends. It was also nice to see them kind of tackle some issues that, you know, lots of different groups, including Black people, do not really talk about, like mental health. You know, Tiffany has postpartum depression and she dips on everyone and they have to go find her in downtown LA. You know, and then there were moments like this where Molly's mom was in the hospital and there is this reflection where you think about all those moments that you may have wasted with your parents or with your loved ones. Like, you know, was I there enough? Was I nice enough? Was I kind enough? Was I loving enough? Did I appreciate them enough? Did they know that I appreciate them? All of those things went through my head during these scenes. And sort of the silence when the other family members don't know what's happening. You know, there's that awkward, like, energy. But in that energy, everyone finds bonding. There's human connection. Yeah, I really loved the shit out of this series, especially because it really put L.A. on. You know, I'm a fan of any show that puts L.A. front and center. Because, you know, of course, when you live here, it's cool to see them show off all the spots. You know, kind of like Entourage did, right? We knew every trendy spot in L.A. if you watched Entourage. From the Roosevelt Hotel to the after parties to the beach parties. Like, they did such a great job. And Insecure was no different. Black Hollywood. It was on and popping. And not just Insecure showed off L.A., I don't know if you've seen Snowfall over on FX. Snowfall is about L.A. in the 1980s. And let me tell you, they do such a great job of showing off the town. And guess what? What's really cool is that, or ironic rather, is that all they have to do is change the cars. So many parts of this city look exactly the same based on the decade where the houses were built that oftentimes with a change of wardrobe and changing the cars on the street, there's not a lot of anachronisms in the shots. Did you also see Physical with Rose Byrne? Uh, love, love, love Physical with Rose Byrne. She is a housewife in the 1980s over near Malibu. And her husband is a college professor turned politician. And she is bored to tears. Bored to tears at home, disillusioned with her marriage, and decides that she's going to launch her own business. What kind of business? She launches one of the first live studio aerobics classes. And did I mention, in addition to this 
crazy husband of hers. She's got a major eating disorder. And it's very interesting how they weave it into the story. It's not a sad story by any means. She's managing her issues, but she's also trying to raise a family and launch a business that empowers her to move beyond her personal insecurities and her disordered eating. It's a great show over on Apple TV Plus, and I think the second season just started. I love Rose Byrne. I liked her in Bridesmaids. That was such a great film. She was so good. And of course, surrounded by all of those really funny women. It was absolutely hilarious. Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, Melissa McCarthy, Rose Byrne. Yeah, that was awesome. It was excellent. John Hamm was in that as well, remember? Yeah, check out Physical over on Apple TV+, Plus, Snowfall over on Hulu, and Insecure over on HBO Max if you're all about L.A., La La Land. And if you need something for the bros, you can always go back to Entourage. Remember, Entourage put L.A. on the map and made L.A. the trendiest of the trendy in the late 90s on HBO. Look at HBO putting all of these Stars front and center, right in the town where it all happens. Yeah. Entourage. I miss those guys. Has anyone done anything we care about since Entourage? I haven't seen Adrian Grenier and anything. Ugh. Jeremy Piven in um that period piece. That drove me crazy. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Jeremy Piven, he was in that show. It was called Mr. Selfridge. Ugh, it killed me. Mostly because it was supposed to be in England and maybe it was too soon after Entourage. It was only about two years after Entourage. So... I could still see him as Ari Emanuel. Yeah. Entourage is still one of those that you can go back and rewatch again. That feels great. Do you feel the same way about shows that put other cities on? I guess we kind of feel that way about New York City. Although whenever I think of New York City, I think of two things, right? I think of Law and Order. Couldn't help myself. And I guess the Gilded Age now, right? I can see New York as it was. And Sex in the City. And Sopranos. That's New York, New Jersey. And How to Make It in America. And Girls. And High Maintenance. And of course, Succession, which I just read the other day, was nominated for like 14 Emmys. And by the way, they're already shooting. Super excited to see Succession. I watched all of that during the pandemic. I don't know why I never got into it. But once I did, I'm so glad I... It was so good. 
Yeah, once I did, I binge watched it. And I think that maybe season three had just ended, so I was right on time. I didn't have to wait the nine months in between to get it or however long. I was very pleased. And Cousin Greg, played by Nicholas Braun. Nicholas Braun and I have the same birthday. May 1st. Who was your favorite character in succession? If I had a favorite character in succession, I mean, Shaban's cool and diabolical. Um, Who else? I mean, Matthew McFadden is uh, annoying, (laughs) but cool. Brian Cox is just great. I would stab. Oh, we could do this. Kill, Mary, fuck. Okay. Uh, From Succession. I would kill Roman. He's way too annoying to me. No, uh, uh, No, I would kill Connor. I would sleep with Roman, perv, and marry, ooh, Cousin Greg. Tom would get on my nerves. He'd be easy to, like, steamroll, but Cousin Greg's closer to my age. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't handle Kendall. I would push him off a building. Yeah, I love that series. I'm excited for this season four. Did I already say that? I'm excited for season four of Succession. Yeah. All right, let's go to the movies. Maybe. Minions Rise of the Gru is now out. Thor Love and Thunder is now out. Lightyear is out. People are still buzzing about Lightyear. See what I did there? Top Gun Maverick is still at the top of the charts. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is still trending well. Jordan Peele's Nope is out this week. It comes out on 7-22-22. And Black Phone, starring Ethan Hawke, is now streaming. I've seen this promoted over on Prime Video. It looks kind of scary. I don't generally think of Ethan Hawke as a horror guy. Oh, I guess it's in theaters and it's streaming. And it's gotten 83% over on Rotten Tomatoes. Finney Shaw, a shy but clever 13-year-old boy, is abducted by a sadistic killer and trapped in a soundproof basement where screaming is of little use. When a disconnected phone on the wall begins to ring, Finney discovers that he can hear the voices of the killer's previous victims, and they are dead set on making sure whatever happened to them doesn't happen to Finney. Directed by Scott Dickerson, stars Ethan Hawks, Jeremy Davies, 
James Ransom, Madeline McGraw, Mason Thames, C. Robert Cargill. And it's a book based on a book by Joe Hill. Okay, but wait. Everything doesn't have to be for everybody, but are there any ethnic people in this movie? I'm not seeing one ethnic person in this cast and crew. <laughs> that is not funny. Let me look here. Where's his black best friend? <laughs> I'm silly. It's called the black phone. Maybe they said that's enough. I don't see a single ethnic person in this cast. Uh, Miguel Cazares Mora plays Robin. I can't. What year is it? Where is this supposed to be? Every movie doesn't have to have everything, but come on, people. It's 2022. Uh, Tristan Pravong. Okay. We have a couple of people of color. They're going to have to do better. Yes, Scott Derrickson. You guys are going to have to do better. Now, speaking of a series with a very diverse cast, have you guys seen the Lord of the Rings trailer? The new trailer is very good. I'm stoked on this. Hopefully Amazon did a good job. You know, people were a little bit mouthy about the Wheel of Time because the story was all over the place. I will give it that. But overall, I'll give the Wheel of Time at least a B. Yeah. I'll give that a B. It wasn't an F like I'd give the new Resident Evil on Netflix. That was terrible. Ugh. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, I'm going to watch. Uh, the new American Horror Story series is out this month. Are we still watching American Horror Story? I guess it's an anth anthology spinoff. Ryan Murphy's been historically so good, I can still go back and watch Nip Tuck and feel great about it. I think I've gone off of American Horror Story. I haven't watched American Horror Story since... What was the one with Lady Gaga? Hotel? Yeah. It's been that long. I've supported his other things, though. Don't slide into my DMs with hate. Uh, Pretty Little Liars Original Sin is coming up on HBO Max on the 28th. That's in over a week. Yeah. Executive producer Roberto Aguirre Sacasa from Riverdale and the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is bringing us a brand new Pretty Little Liars franchise. Yeah, it's going to be good. I like that. You know, when you need escapism TV. Uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw, who was in that Emmy nominated version of Black Mirror, San Junipero. And she was also in A Wrinkle in Time. She was also in Belle. 
I like her. She's in a new series that'll be on Apple TV Plus called Surface that starts on July 29th. She is a woman who suffers from extreme memory loss after a traumatic brain injury, believed to be the result of a suicide attempt. As she struggles to put pieces of her life together, she begins to question whether or whether or not the truth she is told is in fact the truth she experienced. She's great. I like her. Paper Girls premieres on Friday, July 29th on Prime Video. Four young friends accidentally stumble into an intense time war and find themselves inexplicably transported to the year 2019, where they come face-to-face with their adult selves. It's based on the graphic novel series by Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang called Paper Girls. This feels almost like a Stranger Things. And yes, it's diverse. You know, that's on my checklist. Uncoupled starts on July 29th over on Netflix starring Neil Patrick Harris. It's a rom-com about single life after 40. Harris stars as Michael, a New York City real estate broker whose life has taken a sudden turn when his husband breaks up with him after 17 years of marriage. The creator is Darren Starr of Sex in the City and Emily in Paris, so we know what to expect, <laughs> and Jeffrey Richmond of Modern Family and Frasier. This could be good. I like NPH. He's awesome. We'll see. City on a Hill, season three. I've not watched Kevin Bacon and Aldous Hodge in this. I really like Aldous Hodge. I need to tune in. But if it got a season three, I guess you guys like it. The story follows the complex partnership between a corrupt FBI agent and an assistant DA as they take on the criminal justice system. (laughs) I'll put that on my list. Uh, Reservation Dogs season two premieres on Wednesday, August 3rd over on FX on Hulu. Reservation Dogs follows a group of teens who live on a reservation. It is the brainchild of filmmaker Sterling Harjo and Taika Watiti. Yeah, it's funny. It's hilarious. It's written by a Native American. You can totally tell that there are all these nuances. They get it. This has been absolutely a delight to see. Yeah, season two will be out on FX. Watch season one right now. The Sandman will premiere on August 5th on Netflix. It's a Neil Gaiman production. It's based on a comic book series. Tom Sturridge plays the Lord of the Dreams. It'll also have Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones and Kirby Howell Baptiste. Hmm. August 5th over on Netflix. Lock and Key Season 3. I couldn't get into that. The kids like that, though. Lock and Key. This is the last season. You know, where the kids 
who I think are orphans go to this home. They use a key and are transported into a whole different world. Resident Alien Season 2, Part 2, premieres on August 10th over on Sci-Fi and Peacock. Alan Tudyk from Firefly and Rogue One is the lead in this series. It's funny, heartfelt, and there's a moral dilemma. Destroy the human race or not. I mean, I suppose we're already doing that ourselves, so (laughs) the joke's on us. I Am Groot premieres on Wednesday, August 10th over on Disney+. Plus. I think this will be a great spinoff. You know, we love Guardians of the Galaxy. So this should be cool. It is animated, obvi. I Am Groot. A League of Their Own gets a TV series. A League of Their Own evokes the joyful spirit of Penny Marshall's beloved classic. Remember that with Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell and Tom Hanks? While widening the lens to tell the story of an entire generation of women who dreamed of playing professional baseball. The show takes a deeper look at race and sexuality, following the journey of a whole new ensemble of characters as they carve out their own paths toward the field, both in the league and outside of it. I don't recognize any of these young actors, but they all look great. Everybody's headshot looks good. Yeah. Abby Jacobson is the lead. Shantae Adams, Darcy Carden, Roberta Collins-Rez, Priscilla Delgado, Kelly Cormack. Goodness. Gabimizola, Gabimizola, Ikumelo. Oh, don't hate me, girl. I'm trying. Beautiful brown skin. Uh, Molly Ephraim, Melanie Field, Kendall Johnson, Kate Berlant, Dale Dickey. Yeah, this could be good. Uh, Five Days at the Memorial premieres. Friday, August 12th on Apple TV Plus, starring Vera Farmiga. She leads an ensemble cast in a limited series that chronicles the initial impact of Hurricane Katrina on the staff and patients at a New Orleans hospital. It's based on the nonfiction book. And the series is from John Ridley, who did 12 Years a Slave, and Carlton Coos from Lost. The first three episodes will premiere on August 12th, followed by one new episode every Friday through September 16th. I love Vera Farmiga. She was absolutely fantastic in Bates Motel. She was absolutely fantastic in The Conjuring. She was so, so good. In The Many Saints of Newark. And I never heard her use a different accent. I really like her. She's one of those actresses that if I saw in the store, I might fanboy out a little bit over. I'm not normally like that here in LA. One, because I don't recognize people. But two, because, you know, people are out shopping and eating. I've got some friends who are actors here. And to me, 
they're still just my homie. But you know, as people get a little bit of um, recognition from the TV programs that they do, people approach them and you're like, wow, <laughs> people are really interesting. You know, I would never stand outside of a TV studio, you know, like the Tonight Show or the Late Show or any of that and wait on anyone. I just wouldn't. I think that's bizarre. I also wouldn't hound anyone down in the airport for their autograph. I also would never give my autograph. An autog- Is your autograph the same thing as your signature? I know that sometimes a lot of people just kind of sign and keep going. You know, when you see folks like Mariah Carey with a throng of of fans or Tom Hanks with a throng of fans and they just sign these things. I'm like, wait, that's my signature. I'm signing anything. Sorry, guys. Speaking of moments, did you guys recently hear about the Stranger Things fiasco? So over in London, Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things, who played Hellfire Club leader Eddie Munson, was in a meet and greet with fans that apparently the event organizers overbooked. And he felt terrible not spending time with people that, you know, the fans paid and he wanted to take their photos with them. And they were really, really appreciative, even as event organizers were yelling at him. That could be hearsay, but, you know, he seems like a a really kind guy in any event in this story. It says, Quinn made the effort to meet with all of his fans, according to one Twitter user. She also wrote that Joseph kindly tried to take his time with fans, and this created a huge line overcrowding, so the staff kept yelling at him and pushing at him and fans to hurry up. The next day, during a Q&A session, a fan called Kimberly Burroughs raised her hand, to thank Quinn for his kindness. Hi, mine's not really a question. It's just more of an extension of gratitude, really. I'm sure a lot of us have heard what happened yesterday, whether it's true or not about how you were treated. I won't comment on it, but I just wanted to say thank you from all of us. We're really grateful you're sharing your time. Her message was then followed up by a round of applause from the crowd, which made Quinn begin to tear up. Burroughs, is a blind artist with a service animal. Thank you for signing our things and spending time with us for painting our summer. You were just so nice to me and my guide dog yesterday, and however you were treated yesterday, we are so grateful. Thank you. Still crying, Quinn responded, Aw, why'd you do that? It's very kind. Burroughs also went to social media to share the pictures that they took together, He loved the pose I chose to honor Eddie. He was so sweet and held my hand in between our photos. This is what I referenced when I talked about him during the Q&A session, thanking him for his time. These kinds of stories are great. I know people are busy. It's also, as I mentioned, bizarre (laughs) to interact with complete strangers. But of course, because we are watching your programming and you're invited into our homes and... You know, we pay to play. You know, there's nothing like a small bit of gratitude. Hey. Hey, look, I'm not here for the stories where people want a photo or picture when people are eating. I think that is so bizarre, weird, and rude. 
don't do that. But, you know, at an event like this, like Comic-Con, take your picture, smile, hang out, see him. That's what that's for. This is a really sweet story. Have you guys watched Stranger Things Season 4? I have to be honest. I'm still on Season 3. And not that I'm not into Stranger Things. You know how it is. What you love piles up. There's so much on the list. And then all these new things come out. You know, had you asked me a year ago if I'd be spending time on Disney+, Plus, I'd say no, but I'm so behind now, right? I haven't seen Obi-Wan yet. I'm getting to it. I haven't seen Miss Marvel yet. I'm getting to it. Yeah, it's all on my list. Seasons one through four of Stranger Things are now streaming over on Netflix. Let me just say before we go that even in season three, the world building and the really cool sets that the set designer and the costume designer have put together, you know, in conjunction with the Duffer Brothers vision. This team has done a great job. Like they have earned every bit of whatever they're getting from Netflix and all the love they're getting and beyond. Yay, Duffer Brothers. You guys are good. I like this. All right, that's all the news that I've got for you guys today. Tune in for more streaming news and movie news right here. And if you'd like to chat, follow me over on TikTok. I'm still building that up. Uh, follow me over on Instagram at What's Streaming. I think I'm What's Streaming official. Let me double check. I'm What's Streaming official. So you can slide into my DMs. So you can tweet at What's Streaming. Or, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. And if you guys want to talk about a movie, you can also, I think, message on the platform. Don't forget to rate this show if you liked it. If you don't, boo. But yeah, rate this show and leave a comment. All right. My name is Eason, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.